The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to day five of our NALCS team-by-team preview series. We thought we were going to record a lot more episodes on North America today in real life, but we are here today to talk about one team that did us a huge favor and actually gave out their whole roster before the roster lock was supposed to come in, and that's going to be Team Liquid. I I can't believe that my good friend and co-host, Walter Cietis Vetchuk, are you not excited by this continued experiment in the definition of insanity, Walter? Is is a cockroach not excited to be sprayed by a can of raid? <laughs> is a cockroach not excited for a nuclear apocalypse? Um Oh god, mate, I, I can't even be arsed. I just I just straight up can't be arsed. Like seriously? Seriously. We're we're doing this again. I don't even care. I'll bleep all this out. Like I, we're doing this again. Really, Steve? Really? We're, we're gonna do this again? Just, just. I. I I don't know. I don't know what you expect me to say about this. This yeah, is it, this is the definition of insanity. And just so people understand exactly what we're referring to, uh, when they announce this roster, it is going to be Lorlo in the top lane, okay. right over in the jungle. I like it. Golden Glue mid lane. What? Piglet AD carry. Are you me? Matt support. Okay. So, this is literally the roster that started in the spring and did really poorly, so much so, that they had to move Piglet to the mid lane and then had to get bailed out a second time by having Double Lift come in and save them. So, Walter, what what do you think inspires this choice? Because I'm going to read out a quote from Steve Aronset, but just, before we get to that, just looking at this roster, what do you see here? Like, what do you think the plan is? How, how is it? Is it just that they, they really truly believe that their new head coach, Hell no. Kane? Hell no. I mean, what what is this, Walter? Um, um, to me, this is a okay. Let's just get to franchising. Let's just get to franchising. Let's just get to franchising. Uh, I had a conversation in, in a Discord channel with some people. Like, to be fair to Steve and to Liquid Organization, like no one was probably available. Like, there was probably no mid laner that they could have gone out and really like 
felt comfortable with starting over Golden Glue. Like there, there probably was not a lot of talent not already on a team, not already locked up. Like this is the midseason. This is the middle of spring and summer. Most contracts usually start at the beginning of the year and end around Worlds, either the year of or they, you know, are two-year contracts so the Worlds after. Like there wasn't probably wasn't a lot of places for them to go to. Um, this roster somehow avoided avoided being relegated now frankly some of that had to do with um with double lift coming over and really changing their identity but some of it some of it had to do with double lift coming over i mean yeah when you have the best player in the promotion tournament on your team that's basically a ringer like yeah you know yeah so that has something to do with you not being relegated um but at the end of the day it's like well, they could just risk everything and just go totally brand new players that we've never heard of before. They could try Youngbin again in the mid lane. Like, they could do all that stuff. Or they could do the smart businessy decision and just try to hold on for dear life and pray that uh, that they don't get relegated. Oh, wait, praise the, the other AD carry. They went and got Kane instead. My my apologies. Wrong Najin player. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, let's talk about Kane just for a second because this is something that focuses heavily in Steve's argument as to why you run this back. And there's this idea that the players last split, it was a bad meta for them. They had a coach that wasn't doing a good job of, of setting these players up for success, which is a little weird to us because if you watched uh, our reaction to the liquid documentary that, that came up, uh, you know, last year, and we watched that video. We liked David Lim as a coach. We did not think he was the problem. I'm not sure I still think he was the problem. I don't, I don't think no. he was the thing holding him back last split. No. So getting a guy whose coaching career involves being one of the key coaches on a CJ Antis team that ended up getting relegated and was one of the worst managed rosters that I have ever seen in my personal history of watching League of Legends. Uh, and then being a positional coach for Cloud9, like, that's not a guy that I'm going to come in and say, yeah, he's a game changer. That guy is someone with a pedigree that you can bank on being this long-term fix. So, I, I mean, let's... I, I, let's I, yeah, let's just read this statement from Steve. Yeah, I, I, I want to read this statement so everyone can see the type of delusion that this person is under. Because yeah. he is delusional at this point. When it comes to, oh, yeah, we're going to change the head coach, and that's going to absolutely change the product on the Rift. Yeah. Let's go point for point. So this is the start of his Reddit comment and the thread talking about the Team Liquid roster for the 2016 summer split. We will put this in the description if you want to read it yourself. Quote, I know that folks might be thinking, what the bleep, headed straight for relegations, same shit, how the heck do you come to that decision? Yeah, that is indeed what we're thinking. Put simply, Kane is a major factor. That's great that you feel that way. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure is what... Kane, is Kane lacing up his boots and he's is he going to step on the rift? Is that is that what this is? like? We're going to go full Paragon, boys? <laughs> I, I, I could get in on that more than I get in on the current iteration of the roster. That is a thought. <laughs> that is a thought. Signing Paragon, that is a thought. Oh, man. It's like player coaches just have such a great history here, obviously. Yeah. So my personal involvement in the split is another. Ah, the so, Reginald excuse. See, I see you pick something else up from TSM. Got it. Well, and, and here's something that I, I'd love to hear 
uh, if you believe that your personal involvement is a difference maker, why weren't you personally involved during all of last season and the year before that and to, all to of be, these other times? To be fair, doing? he was working on a massive partnership deal with, you know, Axiomatic with my, Magic Johnson and the, the Wizards owner and all that. Like, I can forgive him for, like, having his business priority be elsewhere, but still, you know, you were in breaking point. It's not like you weren't involved at all uh, during during last uh, last year and then, you know, during this split. Like, you, you were involved, maybe not as much as you wanted to be, but you were involved. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, and, and do we really believe that Team Liquid is going to stop making the kind of deals that Steve Aronset will be making time and, and energy towards? They're, they're already, they just announced a week ago that they're making an, a partnership with Mobilytics, which is going to be an advanced metrics org. So they're still clearly looking for other edges. And, you know, to give credit, always glad to see someone willing to invest in the team and trying to find those different avenues to succeed. But I just, I struggle to believe that Steve Aronset's going to be able to spend 100% of his time and energy to to make this team better, and I struggle to see the evidence that Steve Aronset's direct involvement has made the team better. So, let's keep going. The meta isn't CC bot 80 carries and assassin-only junglers. Is that enough of a difference maker, Walter? Do you, uh, do you believe the meta argument here? Well, I mean... Yeah, Piglet looks better when he's on, you know, on better, more carry-style champion solutions, okay. But if that's really, like, the crux of your argument, why weren't you better in 2016 when it wasn't CC bots? Like, you had Dardock, you also had that kind of aggressive, like, assassin style juggler. Like, no, I don't believe that. Because I don't believe that the reason Piglet is not good at League of Legends last split was because he was playing CC bot 80 carries. He has not looked good for, like, a year and a half. And you keep signing him. You keep him on your roster. That is what I don't understand. The meta argument for Rainover absolutely holds water. I can absolutely say, oh, no assassin, like no assassin junglers. It's gonna go back to more crowd control, objective, team fight kind of oriented junglers with knockups from Rexai. Gragas, like totally get that for Rainover. Does not hold a, a a lick of sense when it comes to Piglet. It is just bad analysis. Yeah, and, and for the record, uh, one champion in the AD carry position. That is clearly not a CC bot uh, that you could play in that bot lane, and that they did play quite a bit in the bot lane was Caitlyn. He played it four times. He went one and three with a 1.92 KDA. So when he was playing carry 80 carries, didn't go very well. So I I'm not sure I believe that either. I, I think that his Varus is another thing that's not a pure CC bot. There is some carry potential on that champion. He went one and five, 2.2 KDA. So. I'm not buying the idea that his champions are going to make a huge difference. But like you said, maybe Rainover does. Um, certainly playing 20 games of Kha'Zix is not something that we've seen from him before, and I don't think it's something we're likely to see again anytime soon. But let, let's go back to the statement here. Because this is the part that I think is just kind of fascinating. And you can imagine this in the SpongeBob meme with the random capitalizations. Uh, lastly, and most importantly, this is Steve again, we believe in Golden Glue. He's consistently shined in scrims, just not translated fully on stage. We recently sent him to Korea to train, and we believe we will see that translate to the stage this time. Time will tell if we prove folks wrong and ourselves right or not. Appreciate the support from our fans who will be rooting for us to succeed. Team Liquid is the new underdog. So I'm going to let you respond before I say what I have take umbrage for in that statement, but... So, Steve, listen, mate, 
uh, underdogs don't get to call themselves underdogs. That's not how that works. You don't get to dub yourself the new underdog. No, no, you don't get to do that. You don't get to, you know, probably say, nobody believes in us, so we're, we're, you know, we're scrappy underdog. Nah, dude, that doesn't happen. You have to prove you're an underdog. Like, you have, you have to go out there and you have to win as an underdog for us to be like, all right, yeah, they're scrappy underdogs. Like, no, nah, not gonna happen. Nope, you're an idiot. Just, just flat out, you're a freaking idiot. Let's, How let's, are you underdogs when you've invested money into two Korean players? When you have the highest played player in the North American <laughs> LCS in Rainover. Are you kidding me? Like, right? When, when you have more sponsor deals than any team not named TSM in the league. You have so much money to throw at this. You're not an underdog. You're, you're the equivalent of that trust fund baby that gets a whole bunch of money to go out and do a business and then fails. That's not an underdog. That's, that's a tale of hubris. But... You don't get to be an underdog when you have all of the money and all of these talented players that you brought in with these giant salaries and a roster that's made of mostly veteran players. These aren't young guys. It's not like you're building up these young, talented challenger players and ooh, they're gonna grow into these great talents and they have this arc that you can clearly see coming. That's just the opposite of that scrappy underdog story. This is These are the veterans that are worn out at this point in their career. I mean, to, this, to be fair, there's still, like, I still have faith in Lorlo and Matt. Like, I still believe in them, and man, I hope they actually go to teams that know how to grow their careers. Like, I think Lorlo could be, you know, in the right situation, could break out Lake Haunter. Like, I truly believe that Lorlo is a good good top laner, and I think he's just in a really bad situation in a team that does not know how to grow talent. Just mm. outright. And I think that's stunting him, and I think he can succeed in the right situation. It was why I mentioned, yo, CLG, I thought they were going to replace Starshot, and maybe Lorlo was available. That, I, that, I'm still circling that move of maybe the next offseason if that Team Liquid doesn't do great and CLG don't do great. Lorlo, I wouldn't expect Lorlo to want to stay with his team. I'd expect him to want to explore his opportunities. So, um, But no, the, the I, don't, I don't care about the we believe in Golden Glue thing. Fine, whatever. You believe in Golden Glue, you believe in Golden Glue. Okay. Uh, I don't. I think we know who he is. I think we know what his ceiling is. I think we know what his limits are. Um, the, the aspect of... He's constantly shined in scrims. It just doesn't translate fully to the stage. So Chase, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But I didn't know that uh, championships were won during scrims. Yeah, I didn't know that either. In fact... I, I didn't realize that like practice, like scrims, scrim culture, where nobody's watching, where there's no pressure put on you because you can just FF at 15 and restart the game. Um, I didn't realize... That, that was where you won your NALCS championship. I didn't realize that was where SKT won their world championships. I thought SKT won them on a big stage in front of, you know, 100,000 plus people and a bunch of other people watching on a stream. And then they beat their opponents. And then they had to go over and they shook their opponent's hands and said, good job, nice try, Perks. And then they held up a trophy and got hugged by Ronaldo. Like, I thought that was how you win championships. I didn't realize that it was, you know, behind the scenes, behind a closed door in a stream where you're controlling absolutely about the environment. Give me a break. Uh, I get and, it. Perfect yeah. practice, you know, perfect practice makes perfect. Whatever model you want to use, if he doesn't show up on the stage and he's consistently not shown up on the stage in his career, I don't think going and playing solo queue in Korea is what's going to get rid of his stage jitters to perform on the North American LCS studio stage. That that's not that wasn't correct. That wasn't what you wanted to do. You need to get him, to, you know, with someone to help him break his break his stage fright or whatever. You need to get him more opportunities on the stage. You don't practice free throws if you want to get better at three pointers, which is exactly what they did here. 
in so many words. So I just, I don't understand this correlation of, we sent him to Korea to train, so his stage fright will be gone. Like, I, I, I don't understand what world you have to live in to think that those two things are correlation. He's a good mechanical player. He's not Bjergsen level. He's not Jensen level. But he's a solid player. He can, he can play the mechanics of his role. The issue is translating it on stage, and playing in Korean solo queue isn't on stage. So I just, I, it just, uh. You, you know who was once the number one player on the Korean Challenger letter? Keith? Do we remember that? Like, that's a guy who is the perfect example of solo queue does not translate into long-term performance. We talked, there was a whole meme a couple years back about CLG, like, oh yeah, we're doing great in scrims, and then when translated, people were like, haha, scrims don't matter. It's kind of silly that you even bring up the fact that you're talking about your scrims. Like, you talk about scrims because you don't have something else you can point to and in all reality like haven't we learned from all these korean teams that talk about win loss record and scrims doesn't matter it's what you learn from the practice and how that makes your team better you shouldn't be winning that many scrims if you're really pushing yourself to be better if you're really pushing yourself to try these things that are outside of your elements to to experiment with different things if you play within your comfort zone and you beat up with people in scrims like so what what does that learn what does that give you what what makes you better from that experience and that's ultimately you know I, I understand that it feels like we're just harping in on this one statement and we are to a pretty large extent, this, is, but... this, is, this is this is this official statement yeah. about why we chose this roster we'll feel confident in this roster because we believe in the head coach that we hired and we believe in golden group that's it and you're doing the same roster that on the actual rift won a, won a first series against clg and it, it was it was a pretty good series but then just failed. They were terrible across the rest of the across the rest of the split. You got into March, and they had won two series: one against CLG and one against Echo Fox. And that's then when they're like, "All right, guys, like, listen, like, maybe this Gold Glue thing isn't working out. Let's go to Piglet." And they won one more series, two more series, two more series. Once against TSM and once against Immortals. You won four series all year with half this roster. Like, are you kidding me? I just, I don't comprehend. Because no matter what Kane does, if, you're t if your problems are, oh, it's all about what happens in scrims, and, uh, and you do really well in scrims, and it doesn't translate onto the rift, what does Kane bring to the table that then all of a sudden translates all of this onto the rift? I don't think any coach can make their players not have stage fright, can make their players play better outside of scrims. You can teach them everything. You can make sure that they, they have... The right, uh, the right checklist of things, you know, when they're going through their decision making. But you're not there. You don't get to make the decision for them. You don't get to do the mechanical outplay for them. You're not the one that's going to call for that 20-minute Baron or that's going to get the Baron steal at 45 minutes and win you the game. The coach is irrelevant once the players touch the rift. Once that game starts, that coach has no more influence on what happens. And that is where Team Liquid has had this problem. That is where they are saying that Golden Glue has an issue. It's once he's on stage... Well, once he's on stage and that coach walks off after pick and ban, that coach has no more impact on what Golden Glue is able to accomplish. Yeah. So you saying that the hiring of this coach is going to make Golden Glue a better player on the stage and that his practice in the hyperbo you know, hyperbolic time chamber that is Korean solo queue is going to make him a better player on stage? Man, if you prove me wrong, fine. Maybe I need to invest in Team Liquid. But I just don't see the correlation between those two things, and I'm, I'm sorry. But this, this, is a, this roster is the last gasp. We're trying to survive so we can make it to franchise, and then hopefully we can flex our financial money and sign Faker away from SKT.
look, um, I, I'm reminded of the boy who cried wolf here. How many times have we seen Steve make a very similar statement to the one he just made? How many times has he gone after critics? Like, I, I bring this up all the time, but when he attacked Kelsey Moser about the year of Lorlo thing and in her article debunking that, this is who this guy is. He 100% buys into this team and, and is selling. He's a great advertiser. He's a great marketing dude. He can sell a pitch and he will always have, like, this is all the reasons you should believe this time will be different, guys. It's never been different, Steve. And, and it, it's never been different when you've talked about these same kinds of factors changing. I mean, David Lim, that was a guy you had confidence in this time last split. That was a guy that you put forward as someone who you believed in. That was This was a roster that you said you felt confident in regardless of the meta. You didn't have a meta qualifier, a little asterisk there saying like, well, the meta isn't going well, but we're still going to be great. Like, you, you thought this team was going to be great. You always think your team is going to be great. I don't, I don't believe you anymore. I need to believe the players, and I need to believe what's happening on the Rift. And if you're going to believe in Golden Glue, you're going to need to see something that hasn't happened since 2015. Because this is not a new player. It's been three years. It's been three years of LCS time and experience to prove something that he has been unable to do. And I don't know what changes after three years. I can think of very few players in League of Legends history who have gotten better after three years in the LCS. I, I, I have not seen that leap. I don't know that Golden Glue is the person who's going to be the first one to really pull that off. So I, I think we made it clear that we're not a big fan of this team. Where do they end up, Walter? Where do you ultimately find them? Ninth, tenth. They're fighting to not be in the relegation tournament. If there is a relegation tournament, we, we don't know. But yeah, I think they're I think they're ninth or tenth. I see no reason to believe in this roster at all. This isn't like a unicorns of love situation where they constantly surprise us. This is the opposite of that. Where we're always like, well, maybe. Like I remember I said in the predictions last time, I was like, well, maybe Team Liquid is it's potentially fighting for that playoff spot. Like I trust them a little bit more than I trusted Immortals. Like that whole entire thing. Like not. Nope. 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 You're completely written off. Like if you win three matches this year, I would be pleasantly surprised. So, have fun in relegation. Keep, you know, keep drinking your own Kool-Aid, Steve. I just do not believe in this team, and I do not believe in Steve Aronset as an owner anymore. Yeah, I, I'm with you on all of that. I, I do think I have him in the 8th, ninth spot, just because I'm not sure about Echo Fox either. I think especially as the meta goes on, if it really is going to be this carry 80 carry meta, well... Keith is a big problem. And, and so that that's a team that could potentially shift around. I, I want to see what that roster looks like. Like I said, at this time of writing, we haven't had confirmation that this is going to be the same roster for last split. So we're going to have to keep our eyes on that. And until then, I'm not willing to say that they couldn't get eighth or even seventh in the right situation. But I do not see any universe in which that is a playoff team. I, I do not see it. I don't know I don't the see sequence any of events that would have happened. I don't see any universe where these five players are the exact same five players in their very last game of the split. Yeah, that's very good. Point. I could very easily see them like realize they're just not going to you know, hack it and just sign some random like challenger-level players and pull somebody up from challenger series just to give them a tryout, essentially. Yeah, I, I think that's very fair. Well... We will have to, to wait and, and see. This will certainly be a, a story that, you know, if you're a Team Liquid fan and you think that we're wrong and you're, I'm so you're sorry. ready to go again. <laughs> I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, please understand that our anger is not at you. It's, it, it's at this frustrating situation. I'm sure you're frustrated too. So let's, let's be frustrated together. Let this be a moment where we can all come together and heal, really, is, is I think what's necessary here. But 
hopefully you can, we can all come together and keep enjoying these team by team preview series. We have done five of them so far in North America. We did TSM, Cloud9, uh, CLG, and Immortals before today. Uh, in Europe, we've done uh, G2, H2K Gaming. Uh, we did Unicorns of Love. We did, I, I believe, we did Misfits. Misfits. Yep. And we have a fifth one coming out today, and I'm going to keep that as a surprise. So there we go. And and we're going to keep looking forward to, to all these different things. Uh, please do subscribe if you enjoy it. Please do comment. We love talking to you guys about these things. And Walter, where can the nice people at home find you if they want to hear anything you have to say? Listen, Magic Baby, I know you're, I know you're really busy with the Dodgers and the Lakers, so I'm going to make this pitch short and sweet to you. Fire Steve. Hit me up on at C80s underscore LOL. I'll, I'll take all your problems, baby. Don't worry. Team Liquid would be in good hands with me. Steve, don't bother adding me. Get out of my DMs. <laughs> Look, I, uh, I'm i at Redshirt King. I, instead of firing Steve, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Magic put him in his nice marketing corner and let him keep making you a lot of money. You're really good at making money, Steve. Just know your lane. You have a lane. So there are a lot of people in esports who don't even have that. And it's not mid lane. Yeah. Stick to what you're good at, please. Well, whatever. We're going to move on. We so will wait and see how this North American roster lock works itself out. So until then, bye. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming, or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show, or eight bucks a month, gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com backslash esports rough drafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.